0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Governor Holcomb's got himself a plan. Not a plan for him, a plan for you. A plan to save you from the horrors of high inflation. What I love about this story is the Democrats' response. It is so delicious and nutritious the level of twisting and manipulating they're doing to have to keep themselves from saying, you know, this is all Joe Biden's fault. Oh, through the... It's special. Special, special, special. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, let me ask, does this work for you? And then when you hear the Democrats' response, let me ask, does anybody think these people are serious? Should I just take the time now uh, to laugh uh, at Drew Anderson, the Baghdad Bob of the Indiana Democratic Party? Should I laugh uh, at uh, Senator Greg Taylor? I'll 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 get into it. The plan for Indiana is two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Really? Nothing? I'm happy. I love it. N- n- th- that's it. All we have is producer Ari. Nobody else is super excited about $225. Get my money back. This is their plan to thwart inflation. $225. I just, I just want to say it that way. You and I, producer Ari, we're on the same page. Any time Hoosiers get their money back is better. And I favor Hoosiers getting their money back. This $225 per taxpayer. Now, I love the way the governor's office is putting it. When combined with the previously announced $125 refund, the governor's office said eligible Hoosiers would receive about $350 in total. Married couples filing jointly would receive about $700. Before we go any further, the $125 is, is uh, mandated by law based on certain levels of overage. So this wasn't our elected officials doing us any favors and to tie the two things together makes you look silly. Looks like you're trying to pull a fast one on Hoosiers. Look at all we're doing for you. The other one, The, the first one was state mandated. This one the $225, uh, based on I don't know how many uh, people are going to get uh, this the, this refund, well, that's, that's nice. Thank you so very much. You have filled up my tank two and a half times. I appreciate it. Me, that's going to be solid. I don't do much driving. Others who are driving every day, that's going to go quick. Also, we should be clear that this is not necessarily a doing for Hoosiers. Returning people their money, giving people back what is theirs, isn't doing them a favor. It's doing the right thing. $6 billion surplus you're giving. What? Is this going to like total a billion dollars? Can you find that, producer? Ari? How much is this going to total? Is, is it a billion? Okay. Hoosiers getting back their money is always the right thing. But Hoosiers getting back their money should have happened even if gas prices were $2.37 a gallon. The Indiana Democrats, because they don't actually care about helping Hoosiers, they only care about winning some kind of fight that Hoosiers don't give a damn about. You understand that, right? Hoosiers don't give a good holy hell and crap about who's gonna win this battle Republicans, this and Democrats, that. It's encouraging to see Governor Holcomb and Indiana Republicans finally realize that there are ways the state government can combat global inflation. <laughs> Not Biden inflation, global inflation. I am surprised there's no mention of Putin in here. That said, uh, says uh, the uh, Democratic Party, this from uh, Lauren Ganapini, who is the executive director. That said, it shouldn't have taken this long to get the Republicans to actually act and produce what looks like another bare minimum Band-Aid for Indiana's long-term problems. Indiana Democrats had the foresight and called on the state to pause its gas tax back to help Hoosiers make ends meet. They actually wrote it wrong. They were so quick to put out the statement, they wrote it wrong. This win-win solution only adds to the Democrats' plan to address rising costs across the state. But unfortunately, the Indiana GOP proves again that they have no plans for our future, just election year performance and partisanship. You are the worst people. You are the worst people. And the reason you're the worst people is that you made it about partisanship and not about how we help each other. Times are bad. I appreciate you noticing what it is that your party did. And we should be clear, it's your party. Every time a Democrat says, well, Republicans don't have a plan, just drink. You will be blotto in an hour. Well, Republicans don't have a plan for inflation. Indiana Republicans don't have a plan for inflation. Shot after shot after shot. And only use Indiana Rye because we got to keep it local. Boom, bop, bip. Next thing you know, you're going to be singing songs to inanimate objects. The Democratic Party of Indiana are the biggest bunch of hapless fools I have ever witnessed who don't give a damn about Hoosiers. They only care about power that they will never, ever get because they haven't figured out how to win. Kyle on Twitter pointing something out. Derek also pointing it out. This is about the plan from Republicans. When they take the $225 and they, they buy gas with it, they're going to get taxed. So um, the, the Hoosier government, the Indiana government, Holcomb is getting some of that money back. That's so depressing. Welcome to the reality. The idea that the Democrats had about repealing uh, or suspending the gas tax is something that we talked about here. I didn't mind such a philosophy. I minded that it was going to be used as a political cudgel. And, of course, they proved me right because they are so low rent and low class. They're low rent and they're low class. When John Zodi was the head of the Indiana Democratic Party, I said, you guys can do better. And then they got Mike Schmuel, who was there with, uh, with, with with Pete Buttigieg. I said, all right, at least it came from a professional outfit, regardless of how smarmy Buttigieg is. They'll do better. And you know what? <laughs> nope. They have actually sunk. Hoosiers don't care about party. They care about the problem. The $225 is not a solution because that's just giving the people their money back. It's theirs. I swear to you, Governor Holcomb, and to the rest of the Indiana Republicans, you act magnanimous about this, expect the smackdown. Senate Pro Tem Roderick Bray, B-R-A-Y, Republican. Thanks to Indiana's continued fiscal prudence, we can consider providing some relief to Hoosiers who are trying to adapt today's challenges by returning some of their hard-earned money back to them. No, sir. It's their money. They should get it back regardless. I'm sorry, am I the first person to say I like the idea of a surplus? I am not somebody who is opposed to a rainy day. Was the surplus 6 billion dollars? Pretty sorry. For Indiana? Yeah. It was just it was a billion. No, no, no. that's what this cost. What is the surplus? Oh, let me uh, check for for, you. for for Indiana. I I, I just because I keep seeing that 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 number bandied about that that six billion number, and maybe it's not right. I don't want to I don't want to use a number that doesn't actually exist. That would be unbelievable. No, it's five billion. Re- Was well, that what we have now? No, no, 5.1. here it is. Indiana tax co- okay, so Indiana tax collections have surged over the past year and could push the state's cash reserves from last year's record high of 3.9 billion to about six billion by the end of June. Okay, so six billion—that's where the number comes from. This uh, from newsintribune.com. Question would be: What do we think a good level of reserve is? Six billion? That's one heck of a rainy day. We had two years of COVID. We didn't have a $6 billion reserve. Giving Hoosiers back their money is not helping them in terms of you doing something for them. It's giving them back what is theirs that you took from them. If you don't understand that difference, oh, dear Lord, only the Indiana Republican Party could not understand that difference. And I am not objecting to sending everybody back $225. I'm going to take it gleefully. You know what I'm going to spend it on? Not gas. I'm going to spend it on things locally. I'm going to spend it on local restaurants. I'm going to spend it uh, in, in, in a couple of local and non-local cigar lounges. That's I'm going to put it right back in. That's what I'm doing with it. Exactly what I'm doing. Some people are going to pay some bills. Some people are going to pay for gas. Absolutely true. The question before us should be, is there something the state can be doing when the pressures are so great? As we discussed this past week, I'm not 100% sure. It is a democratic thought process that government must do something. Remember, if Democrats were in power, they would be having a conversation of taxing the rich. You can feel the air quotes, right? That's what they would be suggesting. Because, well, those people, they have to help the other people. The inflation is the fault of bad policy. And when you read the Democrats' conversations and read their responses, the global inflation, the issue is not what the inflation is in Spain, The issue is the inflation in Indiana and across America. And that's Joe Biden's fault. And that's Democrats' fault. And you, Democratic Party, keep promoting some of the things that have led to the higher inflation, including the radicalized spending of the American Rescue Plan. You promote it every day. Oh, look at what the American Rescue Plan did here. Look what it did there. It never should have gone through. It was simply too much money. And has absolutely added, even according to the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, to the inflation that we have today. And then you talk about, oh, look at how Republicans are using all that American Rescue Plan money. They were given the money. They're not supposed to use it. Do you know how ignorant you have to be to make that, co- th- that kind of claim? You literally have to be the Indiana Democratic Party to be that ignorant. Senator Greg Taylor. Getting money into the pockets of struggling Hoosiers is always the right decision. And I'm glad Governor Holcomb heard our calls to provide direct relief to Hoosiers. I told you, that's exactly how Democrats would play it. Providing every Hoosier with $225 will help a lot of people trying to make ends meet right now. However, this one-time payment is temporary relief. It isn't enough to address the ongoing struggles that Hoosiers are facing. Hoosiers' financial struggles are ongoing and relief needs to be ongoing as well. What did I just say? Of course the Democrats don't think this is enough. Never let a crisis go to waste. This is an opportunity to engage more government. This is an opportunity to live our FDR moment and really save Hoosiers. Or this is a moment for Hoosiers to realize that when you vote for Democrats, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't understand fiscal policy. They don't understand economics. They don't understand energy security. They don't understand a secure border. They spend and spend and spend, and when they also couple it with supply chain issues, they're amazed that they have inflation. They're like, hmm, wonder how this happened. You know what? We'll just tell people it's transitory, and everything will be fine. It's called wish casting. Well, we wish it to be true, and uh, we hope it works out that way. And it doesn't work out that way. It never works out that way. Your party did this. Your party did this. And now you're going to get upset with Holcomb for not giving enough relief and ongoing relief? I think every Democrat in the General Assembly should give up their paycheck to help Hoosier families. Show us what you're willing to do. Show us your level of sacrifice. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Senator Greg Taylor to do exactly that. Greg Taylor, represents Indianapolis Democrat is looking forward to expanding relief measures. <laughs> Who's that going to cost? What do you think that, that 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 comes for free? Money just magically appears? The money that Hoosiers got back isn't relief that you magnanimously gave us, it's our money. But when you start talking about expanded relief You, Senator Taylor, and the Indiana Democratic Party, a party of takers, are going to take that money from Hoosiers and give it to those people who really deserve it. Never let a crisis go to waste. You've got Biden pushing green energy, this and that, thrilled with the high oil prices, even though Americans suffer and no amount of solar or wind could actually power America. And you, the Indiana Democratic Party, take advantage of a crisis by saying, "Hmm, how could we get more out of out of government, or what could we utilize government for to force other Hoosiers who've got a little bit more scratch to pay?" Pushing an ideological desire, dear Lord. I don't know if the Indiana government should be doing any of this. I don't know if there's, they should be looking into the idea of how do you help Hoosiers during inflationary times. Vote better. Best I can do for you. But the problems are real, and the suffering is real. People getting their money back, I approve. But don't play it as magnanimous, Republican Party. You gave them back a billion, I think another billion is well in order. And the Democratic Party has no plan but to spend more. Oh, that's right. That's why they don't win statewide office. That, that's why. I'm Tony Katz. Dow is down 115. The NASDAQ is down 75. That's where we're at right now. I thought this was interesting. There's been a shakeup at Disney. And Peter Rice, I I admittedly don't know the dude, TV content chief, fired the board defending Bob Chapek, backing him up. Because they see, um, well, they they didn't like, I guess, what they were seeing. He didn't know that he was going to get fired. They actually thought that Rice, this guy who just got fired, could have been a candidate to succeed uh, Chapek as the chief executive at Disney. I I think the question before us with everything that's been going on with Disney and the wokeness and everything else would be why? Why would you fire uh, the guy? Has there been a problem on the TV side that makes you say, hmm, he he uh, he's the reason? I, I don't think anybody thinks a dude they never heard of before is the reason. Uh Disney stock is down by the way. What did it open at? It opened at 107, 106, 107 and now it's down to 105. Full disclosure, I don't own any Disney stock. So I'm just I'm just telling you what's 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 going on. we Will see. When you see a shakeup like this after they've been through so much heat you wonder why it is why they make these decisions and how it's going to affect stock prices so far i've seen very little affect stock prices we've seen these downward markets but it hasn't gone down further are we expecting more we'll find out i'm tony katz Did I share with you Representative ocasio Cortez going after Indiana? She never. Uh, these people never stop. And and the first time you you really heard that was the 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 conversation from uh it it was, it was Lori Lightfoot right the mayor of Chicago. Where she she's like, oh, well, our problem is our problem is, is that uh our our we we have all of these uh these guns that come in uh, from from Indiana, Indiana is the problem. It's like what is what is wrong with you? The, Indiana is not causing your issues. Indiana isn't the reason you have a violence problem. So why do you? Why do you continue to say such absolutely nonsensical things? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. This was Representative Ocasio-Cortez in a hearing yesterday. Let's talk facts here. There was a lot of discussion about New York City. There is no discussion about gun violence in New York City without discussing the iron pipeline that is Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and honorary mention to Ohio, where 70% of likely illegal trafficked guns found in New York City come from. There's no discussion about gun violence in Chicago without talking about Indiana. Because the violence and the mothers that we have to comfort are losing children due to the guns and the carnage and the lawlessness unleashed by those states. I move on every week. I'm not moving on. What the hell are you talking about? What lawlessness? Representative Ocasio-Cortez, what lawlessness? What the hell are you talking about? You sound like an angry, bitter child who wants to blame other people for the actions of others. Why are people in Chicago killing each other? Why are people in Indianapolis killing each other? Why are people in any area killing each other? And what about the millions of people who aren't doing any of it? Why are they to blame? The issues in Chicago are Chicago issues, which could be different or could be similar to Los Angeles issues or New York issues. The easy access to guns, what easy? Are you really one of these people who's going to say it's easier to buy a gun than it is to buy a book? Because if so, you've never bought a book. Based on some of your policies, I'm not so sure if you've ever read a book. Remember, I'm talking about policy here. You may be a lovely, lovely person. But when it comes to policy, you're, you're just terrible. I mean, awful, just dreadful. In case uh, we were we were uh, you know going through this, just 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 saying what is, just discussing it. So blaming Indiana is kind of like a hot thing to do. Yeah, Chicago gets its guns from Indiana, and then there's there's been people some you know squawking on on my uh, Twitter feed. Uh, about this. That yeah, you know that we're not playing a game here. Who in the world said we're playing a game? Who in the world was saying that we're doing anything except having an honest conversation about the idea that your issue is the gun exists and our issue is you think that you're gonna stop that from existing. Don't you understand how ridiculous you sound? The gun existing is not the reason that people kill each other, that people shoot up schools. It's not the reason. And you have to be an emotional child to think that it is. All emotion, all the time. It's an irrational thought from irrational people. Exactly my conversation about Representative Ocasio-Cortez, who is irrational on this subject and is all emotion on this subject. She believes, like many people believe, that the more emotional you get, therefore somehow the more strength to your argument. Not true. The more emotional you are, the more emotional you are. It doesn't make your argument stronger. People talk about hearing the testimony uh, uh, from this 11 year old who was there in in Uvalde who actually took classmates blood and put it on her face so she could look dead and i that's the kind of stuff that'll keep you up at night it will keep you up at night you know it and i know it it's a horror show but there is absolutely positively nothing and I mean nothing about that that would make me say that okay I'm willing to give up my second amendment rights because i i i I, I, I wouldn't I absolutely positively would not give up my second amendment rights because of this girl's story i think this girl's story is horrific i wouldn't wish this on her her friends i don't know how exactly she moves forward and i have no way of connecting doesn't mean i give up my rights it just doesn't mean that and i i can't for the life of me envision the people who say well they suffered something horrible so you must a lot of people do this with me uh, about uh cigars right i'm a cigar smoker and they'll be like oh tony you shouldn't smoke cigars you shouldn't smoke cigars my uncle my uncle uh he, he had lung cancer what does that have to do with me am although i'm very sorry for your uncle if you know anything about the science uh, of cigars, it's not an inhaled product. Uh, so uh, that, that's not a health effect worry. Although you can argue that cigars in general are probably not as healthy as, let's say, eating kale. However, far more enjoyable and tastier. I'm a grown adult. I make decisions. Well, my uncle, so you shouldn't be able to do that. I've had people say that to me before. And I've had to say to people, hey, why don't you stop talking to me? I've said those words. What has happened to you, your experiences may have shaped your life. It doesn't mean that your experiences get to shape my life. As a matter of fact, I reject the idea that your experiences even can come remotely to shaping my life through some level of force or, 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 or uh, emotional manipulation, bullying, something like that. That's, that's crazy. And there is craziness out there. I was gonna do this story yesterday. I'm glad I'm, I got the chance now. Do you know who Sydney Sweeney is? She's an actress, and she is in that show Euphoria, which is supposedly about some high school experience where everybody is having sex and on drugs. And I'm like, that's that didn't happen in high school. I just want to be I just want to be clear about that. Um, Sydney Sweden, Sydney Sweeney. Um, she has a. She's known for the voluptuous body. She's a good-looking girl, right? She, she's not my my type. She's got a little bit of a of, of a Kelly Cuoco thing going on from Big Bang Theory and Flight Attendant, uh, but uh, Kelly Cuoco I think is much more attractive. That's I, I'm trying to describe her: blonde hair, the eyes, of the body. And she's at an event where she's wearing. What would you describe it as a? Halter top—it's a—it's a—they refer to it as a super cropped collared top, and so it—it it, it shows her stomach. It's very very low cut on the cleavage. That's what it is, and she's wearing a uh, uh, a a mini skirt that is low, and people are yelling at her about this. Well, they're, they're yelling at her because uh she's dressed too provocatively, and that's and that's the problem. Whatever happened to modesty? Oh no 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 no. That's not the problem. The problem is that she, she, she's in shape and that uh, she's got abs. And, well, that's, that's not achievable for so many of us with different builds. That's actually a quote. You are built a certain way. You see somebody else built a different way. You take a look at what they're wearing and your answer is, well, they're not allowed to wear that that makes me feel bad about myself I told a story a couple weeks ago about this actress named Lauren Ash I don't know Lauren Ash from a hole in the wall and Lauren Ash is on the show Superstore and I guess uh, she lost a, a fair amount of weight and since she lost the weight people have been going on her social media claiming that she's no longer a role model. Now, she uh, is talking about having a chronic illness and saying how she was in constant pain daily. That's one of the reasons uh, for, for, for the weight loss. I didn't go on a diet. I had to have an emergency surgery for recurrent cysts on my ovary. Wow, that's a that's a thing. And she she's now she now weighs less and people are like, you're no longer a role model. Is being a role model based on what somebody else thinks you should look like? Is that it? You can't lose weight because then I'll feel bad about myself. But as long as you embrace being a fatty, well then, that makes you wonderful. You know that's diseased, right? That's absolutely insane. I can't wear that miniskirt, so therefore you wearing it makes me feel bad about myself, so shame on you. What, the mother love in hell? We have a violence problem in Chicago, but it's your fault in Indiana for selling weapons. Legally. The ignorance. The hate. Man, a tremendous amount of hate. If if, if there's one thing that I, I note about the political left again and again and again and again. Wicked angry. Constantly angry. And no sense of humor. How dare you tell a joke, Dave Chappelle, that I simply don't have to listen to by not subscribing to Netflix. We're going to protest and boycott and have you fired. And it doesn't work multiple times. John Mulaney, what do you think you're doing having Dave Chappelle at your show and giving him a hug? Who do you think you are? He tells those terrible jokes that we don't have to listen to, but we know he tells them. We know he tells them, and therefore, we have to stop it. Why is the left so freaking angry all the damn time? Why can't they just go about their lives? Why are they such a bunch of busybody nonsense merchants? Stop caring about the rest of our lives. If Sydney Sweeney wants to wear what she wants to wear, I say let her. If I were to discuss what Lizzo is wearing, I'm a bigot, right? Would I be fat shaming at at that moment? She can wear anything she wants. What you can't tell me is you have to accept her as beautiful. No, 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 no. She has to accept her as beautiful. I don't have to do nothing. Same thing about Cardi B. Same thing about a whole the 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 people that they're putting on the Saturday Night uh, Saturday Night Live, the Sports Illustrated uh, uh, swimsuit uh, edition. I don't have to accept them as beautiful. And this has been the argument. You're telling me that I have to say so. Can I say ah not attractive? Let me go on the record right here. Let me go on the record and say, growing up as I did as a Gen Xer, with the uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, that Kathy Ireland way hotter than Elle McPherson. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's That has never been a controversial position. Except, of course, for the person who thinks that Elle McPherson is more attractive than Kathy Ireland. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 And that would be the end of it. I think this one, I think that one. We move on. And then, of course, there'd be the people would be like, wait, whoa, 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 what about Cindy Crawford? Yes, 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 yes. No one said I I had, they would say you're crazy, so-and-so is hotter. No one told me I had to accept them as hot. That never came up. And by the way, out there, there is somebody who thinks uh, none of them are hot and I just oh what I think of them More show tunes than any radio show in America baby <laughs> The left is constantly angry and has no sense of humor and they want you to be as miserable as they are and instead of looking at why things are happening in Chicago, or in New York, or in Indianapolis, it's always somebody else's fault. It's the gun lobby's fault. It's the manufacturer's fault. It's your fault. It's the NRA's fault. It's Republicans' fault. Would you please stop it and start looking at what's going on? What causes people to want to engage in these acts of violence? Maybe, just maybe, it's a society that tells them that everything's horrible and that everything is wrong and that everything is bigoted and they should hate everything. Maybe. I'm Tony Katz.